0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Navigating Mindfulness While Building Your Business. I'm your co-host, Lisa McHale in Toronto, and this is my lovely co-host, Cheryl Sutherland in Niagara Falls. Hey,
1: Cheryl. Oh my gosh. Hey, how are you? Happy Um, Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday. Today, we're here to talk about money. And (laughs) Cheryl, for those who are listening, is snapping her fingers, um, always so dynamic so what about money specifically I read a quote yesterday and it said making the first million is hard making the second is inevitable you have to become a different person though that is like the whole point of it like the journey towards getting there Cheryl and I are actually also part of a mastermind club dubbed millionaires and um, we've declared some pretty lofty goals.
1: And so I would say lofty. I would what say what pretty inevitable goals.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like the affirmation queen has spoken, folks. Affirmation queen, thank you. Um, so inevitable goals. And it's been about, I want to say like two or three months. And I wanted to do a check-in because I know... I have had to make some shifts internally to become not necessarily a value-based, a different value-based person, but my actions have definitely been different. And I know Cheryl has openly talked about some of the things that she's also done. Um, I wanted to really dive in and, and engage with her and you on, you know, what is your thought and the processes to be more mindful when you're building a business towards a money goal. So Cheryl what do you want to share? Where do you want to
1: start? Okay. Well, I think that we have such an amazing opportunity to talk about money and our mindsets. And I think it's also because when you are switching from becoming an employee uh, to creating your own money, there's definitely some shifts that need to happen. So primarily there's three ways that people make money, right? You work for other people. So you're used to having this income come through you know, time or hourly, you punch a clock, somebody else gives you the money, it's totally fine. There's also leverage income, like we're looking at real estate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, stocks, bonds, that sort of stuff. And then of course we're looking at uh, money that we create ourselves, i.e. having a business, et cetera, et cetera. So with each different way of receiving money, there's also different mind shifts that you have to have and really like unlock a lot of things that you may or may not have to unlearn in order to allow money to come through in certain ways. Now we all know people that have, you know, been raised to work a nine to five and like do the things and it's fine, right? You hang on to this until you need to, um, find another job you find that other job before you switch careers all these different things versus some people that um are used to or they're I guess not indoctrinated but they're just so used to okay yeah money just comes to me easily and I could create money uh quite easily because I've had that represented around me multiple times so when it comes to creating money first of all we have the opportunity to take a look at what are our thoughts around money I was actually um in this Facebook conversation the other day where people are like, ah, eat the rich. And I'm like, wait, I love rich people. Like rich people are awesome because I want to be a rich person, but also everybody that is rich doesn't necessarily have to be like a bad person, right? Money just amplifies who you are. So when we're talking about receiving more money, um, there's definitely things that we need to change within ourselves to allow those money things to come through. So I've been doing a lot of reading and doing a lot of practicing. Um, Some of my favorite books that I was playing with were um, Money and the Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. And I might have gotten that wrong or like, and then also like the Astonishing uh, Power of Emotion by Abraham Hicks, Happy Money by Ken Honda. And a lot of them had a lot of the same rhetoric around it, that we have the opportunity to let money be our best friend. However, instead of attempting to be the one that controls it, instead of ha- having to be the person that is the catalyst, like I need to do something in order to allow this money to come to me, like exactly like transference, like I put in this many hours, this much money comes to me. I put in this many hours of work, this money comes to me. We have the opportunity to practice being in flow and letting things come to us being the attractor of our experience. And we often see it with a lot of people that are multimillionaires, that they're very clear about being able to create the money that they want and changing our vibration, changing ourselves so that we could be in the flow of letting money come to us, letting things flow to us naturally and therefore allowing us to expand and create more money. Lisa. Love it. What do you think about this whole conversation about letting go in order to make money? Because honestly, this is actually a contradiction to a lot of what we've been told. I know for myself growing up, like there the was all about holding on to things. There was a lot of scarcity and lack attached to that. And I think that also speaks to the opposite equation. Like when you are in flow, when you're open, when you're allowing, when you're breathing, when you're having fun, when you're acting as if everything is a-okay and everything's amazing, that's when all these things come to you. So I'd love to yeah. hear your words on this.
0: I'm going to frame my response to you based on the three ways of making money. Um, so as an employee, there's two buckets for me. Are you happy? Or are you not happy? You know, and, and really that happiness or satisfaction comes from, do you like what you're doing? Right. And so if you like what you're doing, it's probably going to be a little bit more enjoyable and you're going to be okay with showing up for work. And so what would you need to let go of there in order to bring in more money? Well, I wouldn't know because if you're satisfied, then that's great, right? Um, there's the other bucket of like begrudgingly getting out to go to work, unhappy with what they're doing, um, and, and probably wants to get into something that they do enjoy doing. That, neg- like, you always have this scale that you talk about abraham hicks
1: the and, emotional skill yeah
0: yeah and so if you're feeling in that low vibe i would say that's the thing to let go of and you might have to work through it in order to let it go uh, and once doing so then ideas creativity this flow state that you're talking about is activated and you may you know hear or feel what you really want to do and be encouraged to do that so that's the the first thing is that awareness again that we talk about all the time of like what is it that's really going to feed you um the leveraged income I really like how you you know make your money work for you I think that's what you really meant like when you said leveraged income as it relates to real estate stocks and bonds that kind of stuff right and so um I don't know I just started dabbling in this myself and I've had to let go of this idea that you know, I cannot put money into these buckets because I wanna do something else, right? So the desire of future state supersedes the the instant gratification of what I might be able to do instead of, right? So I had to let go of that old way of thinking. Um, and before I jump into the business, I actually heard another quote from Robert Kiyosaki, with Shad poor dad. And he was saying that, you know, people who were taught to just go to school, get a job, Um, you know, pay off your debt, save your money, you know, buy a house. Like, that's almost like a brainwashing state, he said, right? It's like you're feeding into the system um, and you really have to let those fundamental beliefs that you've been taught from basically the time that you entered school um, to really go into business where you're generating money. So you're moving from this employee to entrepreneur walking into business is a completely different letting go. There's like, you'll discover so many things that you need to let go of. Scarcity beliefs, how you feel about other people. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. And looking, you know, with a retrospective lens, the work of oneself is really what that is for me. Anyway, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know my work is not the clicking and the having the meetings and whatever. It's like, Dealing with how I'm feeling about all of it. Not in a, um, what's that word, narcissistic, egotistical way, but really to work through those things that would be perceived those things to be able to make the best decision for the business. That for me is the ultimate letting go when it comes to business ownership and allowing that flow to come through. Like being willing to have tough conversations with your partners, your, your, and that could be vendor, employee, employee. Um, you know, supplier or supplier vendors the same, but any like really being willing to have those conversations of honesty and discipline. So that that's really in a nutshell for me. I don't, I don't know if that triggered anything for you or resonated or that's kind of my flow.
1: Yeah. I love that. And um, there's uh, definitely a couple of things that did come up for me around that. And it is really this process of not only allowing, I, I we spoke about this on previous uh, episodes of allowing ourselves to grow and evolve from being a solo printer or being a entrepreneur to becoming a business owner. The different conversations that we're having, the different way that we see money, the different way that we see um, our resources, even people are resources, right? So just being able to take a macro look at things versus being involved in the micro things, being involved with our feelings and emotions in regards to, um, attempting to do things out of a space of lack or a space of lesser than, you know, making sure that we're not doing things because we're afraid of something bad happening, but doing things from this, um, space of, oh, this is the next natural step. This is where we want to grow. So whether that's for some people, it might be investing in some more marketing or PR. Um, It might look like investing in some more employees. It might look like delegating certain things that you as a business owner should not be doing, or it's not effective for you to do. Like what is the most logical uh, decision moving forward? It doesn't make sense for you to be out here On Canva or learning how to do Photoshop and like doing all these things, it makes more sense for you to be investing in more R and D. It makes more sense for you to be investing your time in like, okay, what are the strategic sales strategies that we're gonna do? Um, Like for example, I uh, as part of our mastermind, loving masterminds, one of the things that we talked about was uh, time blocking, and I was just all like, I don't know about time blocking, like it's so confusing. There's so much work, and I really like using like Google um, calendar for everything. However, once I opened up to things being different and being like, I think I could do this. Let me just play. Let me explore, see what this looks like. Allow my curiosity guide me. I I was like, how many hours would I want to do per week? And what would I want to do during those hours? And I wrote down, okay, so I'm going to have a block for R&D and development. I'm going to have a block for marketing. I'm going to have blocks for uh, sales. And then also like whatever else I need. I'm like, what are the aspects of like building the business that I I should be focused on, or I have the opportunity to focus on. And then by outlying, okay, these are the activities that I'm going to do. It makes it a lot easier for me to delegate things to other people because I'm like, oh, I have my own to-do list. I have someone telling me what to do instead of me just making consistent, just like endless runs of tasks for me to do in all these different areas and feeling all scattered um, as well. Um, Another thing is when you are very clear about something happening, or like you tell yourself this is the next step, this is what I'm ready to do, things will fall into place. So I say this to say, one of the things that I have been um, figuring out for since I started the company is how do I Uh, how do I make money and how do I sell my products without having to show up to my business every day? Understanding that now one of the things that I hold as a key value point is being able to have time freedom, being able to like, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day, being able to read a book in the middle of the day, being able to take a shower and then come back to work or go on vacation or hopefully um, end up retiring or possibly moving outside of the business, selling it, whatever that needs to look like, making sure that I am not the one that's always working in the business, right? And so um, I had been talking to some people about some digital marketing solutions, um, some ad solutions, all these different things. And then um, I'm not too sure if you know, have, or have you heard of digital mark, or sorry, Digital Mark Street, Digital Main Street, which is something, and I've been continually served ads for it, like multiple times on like Facebook, Instagram, all the things. However, basically it was something that was put together by the government of Canada, if not the government of Ontario, to support small businesses in moving online. And I was like, great, I'm online, but I don't think that I qualify for this because I already have a website. So they go ahead, uh, you have a conversation, they set up your website on whatever platform you want, whether it's Shopify, Squarespace, whatever. And then they support you with other things to make sure that your business can grow. So for me, I'm just like, I don't like, I just was like, I, this isn't for me because I'm not like a, a brick and mortar business that needs to support. I'm an online business that is used to making money in person, right? However, I decided to play with it. And so I actually have a meeting with someone because it turns out that it doesn't matter if you already had an online website, we're just like skipping that portion and we're getting into the digital marketing aspect. So they are actually going to be supporting me. um, And I have a meeting today with them with different strategies and then possibly some sort of funds or grants to get some digital marketing stuff done. Like there's just so many ways that things can happen to you and for you. However, you have to be open to it. So having that conversation with myself of um, this is difficult. Like I have to do this by myself. Like, I don't know what to do next. Um, It's great that I didn't know what to do, but the most important thing was being open to a solution. Like I'm ready for a solution. Instead of staying in the place of, I don't know what this is. This is difficult. This is hard. I can't do that. What is my next step? saying to yourself and turning yourself the other way and saying, I'm ready for a solution and letting the universe deliver.
0: Love the shift. Love the shift. So two clarifying questions. Mm-hmm. Um, who is telling you what to do? Is it the calendar that you've time blocked is telling you what to do now?
1: I think it's like my brain is still telling me what okay. to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, but- now I have somebody telling me what to do. And I was like, it's that because you predetermined the blocks of time that you're going to, um, to do, to work on things like R&D and marketing.
1: Okay. So this is fun because the other day I was all like um, feeling a little distraught as, you know, people do. And I was like, I wish I just had somebody tell me what to do. Right. I just like, I want that level of direction. So I'm all like, oh, this is the next step. Because as you know, like we're just out here free as a bird trying to figure out, okay, maybe you should do this today. This seems like the next thing to do. And then instead of just doing busy work, like what, what are the things that I should be focusing on? And then, so I, with, for me, with this time blocking thing, it really allows um, kind of like what some people say for being able to have like a four day work week or you only work five hours a day or something like that. Like this is concentrated time for me to focus on specific things. So what is it that I'm going to do? And I'm like, okay, when I shift out of this time block to this time block, what is at the top of that list? This is what I'm going to do. Then also a lot of the things that I feel like weird around or like, oh no, I have to record this video for this client for this thing and I'm getting paid for it. So why do I feel weird about it? Well, I like pressure. So (laughs) instead of instead of being like, oh, oh, let me just delay this. Like, oh, let me distract myself with something else. Like the time blocking really supports me and not only making sure that I get things done, but I think, and we spoke about this in our mastermind, I've been missing that feeling of satisfaction at the end of the workday where it used to be, you know, when I worked the nine to five, I had a whole bunch of money coming in. I was really not attached to things. Um, then I could easily say like, oh, it's five o'clock deuces and feel like good and not like oh my god I got so much to do the next day um instead I'd be like now I would be like working until like six seven eight nine o'clock and then the only time I would actually stop myself was when I noticed that like I wasn't doing anything I was paying more attention to my phone or trying to distract myself like that was my indicator that I needed to stop doing what it was I was doing and just like end that work day
0: yeah it's it's funny the the end of the quote of what prompted this conversation was you have to really grow in honesty and discipline and what I love about what you're what I'm hearing from you is those are actually the two pillars that you're playing with right now right being honest about how you're feeling about what it is that you need to do and FYI I'm like super surprised that you even have any kind of any rub with doing videos like I always just think you're awesome at it and you just naturally do it and this is who you are as a speaker so I'm like yeah, I don't I don't get it. So thank you for being honest about like even you get like that. Cause I know when I have to do that, like in these moments, I'm like, I have to take a deep breath, girl. A deep breath. Um, so that's the first one. And the discipline of you following what you actually said that you were gonna do is a huge check mark, like in itself, in any area of your life, like the honoring yourself and building that integrity muscle within yourself is like, that creates like this whole other stratospheric vibe. Right. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you.
1: Me too. And there's <laughs> one thing that I also did want to share. So, yeah. um, pricing, mm-hmm. right. Cause this also comes into the money conversation. Oftentimes in the past, what I would be doing is I would discount my products for wholesale. Cause I thought I have to make this accessible, nobody's gonna buy this if it's too expensive. So I figured out my wholesale model, which I feel really good about. And then it's nice. worth um, the minimum order, like dollar order in order to qualify for um, wholesale. wholesale pricing, ended up implementing that. But then now um, one of the people that I play with that also does this sort of work like with paper products she was like, "Okay, well, why are you discounting it so much for corporations?" I was like, "Well, why not? Like if they're buying, you know, 50 units, like why would I not give them my wholesale price?" It's just like they don't that's not how that works. If you're <laughs> bu- if you're selling things to re- like retailers that are going to resell it, then it would make sense for you to give them to give it to them with like, you know, the mm-hmm. margins that you are. However, if it's like some law firm that's trying to buy I don't know, like seven, 70 units, it doesn't make sense for you to do like the, as deep of a discount as you are. And I was like, okay. And it was a very long time that I fought against that. And then only recently I realized that again, I'm the one that is creating these perceptions on what people can't afford or what they can't afford. And then actually in taking a look at what other people are doing, I'm charging much less. And therefore I'm hurting myself, I'm hurting my company and I'm hurting my brand. So we have the opportunity to play a little bit more about like around pricing and making sure that we are holding up our standards for ourselves, One of my favorite cards in the affirmation deck was you set the standard. You set the standard for how you're being treated. You set the standard for how you want to be paid. And you set the standard for the people that are coming to you for support in whatever way that looks like. So if you are choosing to say, yeah, no, this is my price and I'm feel really good about it and I'm confident in it and I'm clear in it, trust and believe the universe is gonna deliver you people that are not only willing and able to, but excited and happy yeah. To pay that price that you're asking for.
0: Yeah, 100%. I really love what you touched on there in terms of um, pricing as a whole because there is a methodology for it, right? I see you smiling a little bit. Why did something?
1: I spilled water on myself. <laughs> I was like,
0: oh, I, I thought. Did,
1: I was too excited with that. I and and did like, splish, splash, okay. So I didn't I, mean to put that out on. Now blast. I have a second shower. Look at me. See, I'm, I'm all dewy, but you couldn't see it. So I was afraid, but it's Ugh. fine. We're it's good. All good. It's all good. It's all
0: good. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> um, I also loved how you said, you know, you set the standard, but prior to you set the standard in your affirmation deck. um. You also talked about you decide, right? Like you decide, you know, if you're gonna do this or that. And as a leader of people, as you step out into being a solopreneur into actually running a business, that's one of the other things I, I do want to say about letting go. It's like sometimes you have to let the the people themselves tell you what they're capable of doing and what they're not capable of doing. Like I find Sometimes our own belief systems about one's capacity does not allow the business to thrive because we have these preconceived notions of what one is capable of doing or what one wants to do or the amount of time it will take someone. So uh, just from a leadership perspective, to still be open to let the universe surprise you with your existing team, right? Like that's the other, I think like it happened with you, your VA also or your shipping fulfillment person also magically has some other like is now doing your supply i don't know whatever it is like you just found some other magic powers um for this person and i think that's super super important almost just as important as pricing so like quality time and money those are the three triangles that are the three sides of the triangle i look at when you know delivering and and pricing is definitely one of them but also quality so never shortchange your people
1: um it's it's funny that you brought that up because actually um that same person that does do my fulfillment and my printing she has reached out or she reached out to me yesterday because she's like yeah I'm putting in the preliminary order just to hold the paper prices because the paper prices are going to go up and I was like okay and she asked me because my goal for the Kickstarter for the planner is a thousand journals right so she, or sorry, a thousand planners. And she asked me, so like, why didn't you go for more? I'm like, well, why would I go for more? Like I've always done a launch with 500 to a thousand units to test it out. And, um, if I decided in my head, I was all like, is this coming from a space of scarcity? I'm like, no, I just want to try this out, test this out, learn it. And then if I want to go for more, then I'll do another order. If the prices are up a little bit, then that's fine. Right? Like I, I'm not super attached to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was also a really great opportunity for me to check in with my gut. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a lot in regards to intuition. Mm -hmm. Am I only ordering or am I choosing to order a thousand units because I'm afraid that they're not going to sell? Am -hmm. I choosing to order a thousand units because I feel like this is a good amount? Am I choosing to only order a thousand units because of like, there are just so many things like, am I good with this decision? Yeah, I feel good. If I chose to order more, would that feel good? I'm like, no, it wouldn't. It would feel overwhelming. It would feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew. And if the Kickstarter ends up being like crazy good, then I'm only getting the thousand for the like the current price of paper. And if I need to order more, then I'll get for more. I mean, I have no problem with that. So I'm saying that to say, first of all, I'm really proud of myself for being able to be like, not let scarcity run my business because there's often times where I've let that fear run my business for me. But then also being able to take that macro look again, being on top of your business versus being in your business. Why would I choose to move forward with this decision in a certain way? Is it because I want to? Is it because I feel like I have to? And then making a decision from there.
0: Yeah, really love that, that you were able to tap into that. I do have a qualifying question, not to go against your instinct. Um, What popped up for me is why was she asking the question? Was it a logistical thing? Because I'm imagining that this is going to launch and then you're going to want to have supply for, say, the holiday season. And given what happened the last holiday season, logically, and again, not against your intuition, is not the scarcity either. It's just from a logistical I would want to have them grounded come September as opposed to playing catch up. So as long as like, I don't care about the pricing at this point, it would be make sure we're ready for the end of the year kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Great question. So in regards to the planners, since the Kickstarter is launching in September, I'm not worried about the end of the year because that's when those will arrive for. So it's coming in in proper time for that. In regards to other products like the journals and stuff, it would make more sense to purchase those now versus waiting, especially with like the delays with COVID and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. Um, And then another point is like, what would I prefer to use that money for? And Mm -hmm. it was fun to say, and I like, so fun to say, I'm like, you know what, traditionally I've spent a lot of money or the way that I normally spend my money in this business has been on product and not on marketing. Mm -hmm. And I want to spend I want to shift that so I'm spending more on marketing so I can sell and move more product so I yeah. can buy more product so mm-hmm. I can do more marketing right like feed the funnel versus just playing catch up doing the responding instead of reacting
0: what did you have to let go of in order to get there because you've been in my mind a pretty strong marketer and it's funny when you were talking about like shifts and things that were making you uncomfortable I definitely wrote down marketing and PR because you know I'm just like always behind the scenes happy with organic results you are really staking claim and intention so tell me what you had to shift or have you always been marketing PR and I just I'm so resistant I didn't really hear that because I know you had a PR person
1: yeah I had a PR person I still have a PR partner uh person she does more of like brand partnerships and stuff and so she's hashtag amazing um and I think it was the way that I saw marketing, like I've played with, how do I say? When I first started, I was like very clear about, I want immediate results. Like if I spend, you know, $300 with this marketing company, I want to get that money back right away. I want to see that conversion while PR is like a slower game. And then making sure that like, I have that in my contact, like it's more for content marketing, which is again more like a long-term strategy, which is still great because I do plan on this brand being a very long-term brand. However, all the times that I've worked with marketing for shorter term results, I've been not in a good place. As in somebody will say, well, oh yeah, this is going to require some testing. And I was like, I'm not paying for testing. Damn, I'm paying for results, right? And the (laughs) Right. right, And it's just like, well, how do I let this go? And so I would put like $5, $10, $15 on like boosting a Facebook post or something along that, the lines where people are like, "Sure, that's just basically throwing away money. But that's where my comfort level was. So I had to actually increase my comfort level, increase that level of risk. And I talk about this as well, where when you feel safe, when you feel secure, when you feel like you're on solid ground, then you're able to risk a little bit more and play a little bit more with that. So, and you oh, you know the conversation. Um, I actually had like a marketing company when I first came back to Canada and spent what I would say is a large quantity of money um, over 15K, uh, including ad spend. And I had not one sale. So with that though, I was very clear that I was doing that in like retrospect, of course, and I love retrospective journaling. I was doing that because I felt I had to, right? Like these people know what they're doing. They know more than me. They should be able to do that. And so I said yes to them. However, they had never worked with a company like mine. They had like, even just like the execution of the strategy that they did was just not in alignment with what I was doing with my products and services, but I felt like I had to versus I want to, I'm excited to work with these people. And so, you know, like I paid that much and it was a great lesson. And now I have the opportunity to find a marketing team or marketing person. that feel really good about Um, not only that they care about my products and services, however, they have the results that, I like and that I know that they can give me and also I think most importantly that they know that they can give me as well
0: yeah I love that you actually brought that up the had to versus want to and um that's the other part too right of letting go of the the not necessarily the bad things but just like the rubs
1: and yeah yeah,
0: or not the like the grimy feelings of
1: Mm -hmm. of,
0: like I don't even want to say like mistakes or lessons right like what did you gain from that what is the what was the win there's always a win in there and I think that mindset and that mindfulness of letting go in order to grow and evolve and get into a flow state is so powerful because that's the other thing right it's like how much did you have to burn in order to get to where you wanted
1: to go yeah if I had listened to myself in the first place lord (laughs) (laughs) it would have been a lot better I mean, or different yeah
0: I mean but it's all worth it I mean you know renting for a lifetime versus home ownership that that's another pretty tactical um example you know like do you look at it like you're burning money away you had somewhere to live you know
1: and I think that there's also different advantages for different reasons right mm-hmm. like you know um if you decide to lease a car versus owning it well yeah. like it's because you want this type of high-end car and you don't want to hang on to it and you don't want to be paying all this extra money every month to like maintain it and all this other stuff and have a higher um higher income or like be paying more and then also like depending on who you are you could write it off for business same thing with renting right so There's just so many different opportunities. And then with renting, it's nice because like you have somebody else that's responsible for taking care of stuff. Like you call your landlord or you call your property management company. You've got that yeah. little, little bit of safeguard that's supposed <laughs> to be there when you work with people with integrity, right?
0: I like how you put <laughs> it's supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's do a little bit of a uh, like letting go mindfulness flow, money, affirmation kind of thing. Um, And I would assume that they're going to be slightly different for the three different buckets of people that we have. Like, so if you're an employee and and you want to increase money flow, um, and this is, I mean, a podcast about building business. So I'm going to assume that you're an employee that wants to transition to build a business. What do you think the number one thing is that they're going to have to um, let go of or shift in their mindfulness uh, to make the transition from an employee to um, a business owner, whether it's like they're stepping out of their own or they're buying a business, it's already existing.
1: For sure. I think that there's definitely something to have to do with, like, again, making sure you've got that first tier of Maslow's hierarchy taken care of, that you feel safe, right? And um, and when I like to talk about people that are in the nine to five or employees, even if you just like want to be a better like better position in your career, it's about leadership, right? So it's about stepping up outside of yourself, doing something that nobody else is doing, taking on a little bit more work, you know, like it's different um, KPIs, right? So I think most importantly, things like like everything is always working out for me is always one of my favorite ones. Everything is always falling into place. I'm worthy of the things that I desire. I think that those are really important. And then also just being able to ask for, ask yourself, what is it that you want? Some people are super happy in being in a nine to five and being in a career and having paid time off and like, you know, like, (laughs) Health insurance, all that stuff. The golden um,
0: handcuffs, right?
1: The yeah, golden handcuffs. handcuffs. Some yeah. People are really happy with that, and I do not, um, I do not shit on any of that. Like we had a conversation in Clubhouse the other day about how, like, if you're an entrepreneur, should you date another entrepreneur? And it's just like some some people do, and it works out really well. And some people, you need to date somebody that's like actually got a little bit more structure around their work so that you can create that for yourself. Um, For people that are starting off with more leveraged income and playing with leveraged income, I would want to say those initial ones that we started with, with the, um, the employees and then step into things like what's for me, won't miss me. Um, things like Everything is easy. Everything is fun. Things like I'm learning as I go. It's very important. Right. Um, And then I guess with more people that are stepping into entrepreneurship, layering on those other two sets, and then um, I can create anything I desire. Um, I'm supported in everything that I do. And
0: I'm capable of wondrous things.
1: I'm capable of wondrous things. Like if, if Lisa, if you were to look back five years Mm -hmm. ago Mm -hmm. and that version of you, so what year is it? Like 2016 version of Lisa Mm -hmm. was looking at 2021 Lisa. Mm -hmm. Would you think that she would be doing the things that she's doing right now?
0: I wasn't even in the mental state to have those things I had just um separated from my ex I was like legit in survival mode I was in I mean I was dismantling the other condo I was like no I really had no foresight so I think we're speaking to vision clarity intention um what was your point in in asking the question
1: Well, my thing was, if I looked even three years in the past, five years in the past, if I was to show that version of Cheryl, 2021 Cheryl, she'd be like, are you sure? That's not me. I can't do that. What do you mean? Girl, you're crazy. What have you been smoking, right? Just saying that there's just so much that we didn't know was going to happen there's so much that we didn't know that we were even capable of doing or creating or having or being. However, this lovely unfolding of our lives is what's bringing all these things to us. And so the more that we stand in the space of Allowing the more that we stand in the space of awe, the more that we stand in the space of not needing to control everything and going with the flow. That's where all of this magic will come to us, and that we'll just continue to say yes to the things that feel really good. Say yes to the collaborations and the connections, and you yeah. know, just letting things be fun, letting things be easy. And then I think one thing I also wanted to touch on in regards to building wealth in specific is changing your mindset again from being the person that does everything to just being the catalyst, whether it's asking somebody for a collaboration, whether it's, reconnecting with somebody or just putting out uh, a call to action that I'm looking to collaborate with someone I'm looking to co-create with these people Um, do you know anybody being able to allow support ask for support ask for what you want let other people work with you and work for you that's where a lot of this magic happens moving Mm -hmm. from I have to do this by myself to I get to work with amazing people to create these things That's
0: actually in my personal declaration. I think I've shared it with you, um, which is like, or part of it anyway, is I get to have, I get to work with um, love people I love every day, like all day long. I get to work with loved ones all day long, like all day long. So it's it's a very awesome space to be able to do that and to set that out before I even do anything during the day is. I'm going to really enjoy working with everybody that I'm working with. And if you're new, I'm probably going to like working with you too, because you would not have shown up on my doorstep. Um, I I will say when you asked me that question about five years ago, or leading up to that question, one of the greatest things that I think relationships and the personal development PSI uh, seminars that you and I met through was I actually left Toronto. Like I actually left my desk for the first time in 2014 so like 11 years mm. where I left the business it took me 11 years to leave and like let somebody else run it mm. and so I think again that idea from entrepreneur to solopreneur or solopreneur to entrepreneur to um owner, owner. Mm-hmm. it it everybody takes their time right and it'll happen at the right time it's again the willingness to do the work the mindfulness that I think is the big win. And and I really love all the stuff that you shared today about money and letting go and flow and affirmation. Um, we, we all need to hear that from time to time in order to get to where we want to
1: go. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, true. awesome. Or I feel like if I may, that last statement, instead of to get to where we want to go, just allow it it to come to us. Everything's coming to us. And so when we start having that thought process of we're attracting things versus having to go out and do things just energetically, it just brings this sort of stillness, this level of peace that again, allows that flow state to kick in and the magic to happen. Um, There was actually this Abraham Hicks thing that I was listening to. And this lady's like, what do I need to do in order to get to next level? It's just all like, she's like, ew. <laughs> like, we're not talking about you moving somewhere to get to the next level. There is no next level. There's just everything that you've already created around you. However, you have the opportunity to allow it to come to you or ask for it to come to you to attract it because this is an attraction-based universe. So I'm like, oh, every time I was asking to go to the next level, I'm, now I'm asking like, okay, I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready for it to come to me. I'm ready for this next delicious adventure and just letting that be it. Yeah. You definitely have uh, an amplified
0: air of peace. I think I've mentioned this to you before. So whatever you're doing,
1: Yay, it's working.
0: (laughs) Audience members, feel free to comment because I'm sure you feel it too. I'm sure. So that's a
1: wrap. That's that's, a wrap. Mm, Now now I want to eat a wrap. Ooh, Yes, that's a wrap. (laughs) And I feel like if I was to, in addition to those lovely affirmations and a lovely little takeaway, it's just noticing how you're feeling during the day. What does flow feel like when you meditate? What does it feel like within your body center? And then taking the time to close your eyes or just take a couple breaths and allow that flow to happen to you again, depending on what kind of person you are, whether I think we talked about like clear cognizance before, but like, you know, sometimes you hear things, you know, your, your intuition shows up in different things, in different ways. Like you'll feel it, blah, blah, blah. Right. So notice what that flow state is for you and encourage it and put it into action as often as you can throughout the day to let good things happen for you.
0: Yeah. Love it. Awareness always. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my fellow co-host, for another <laughs> awesome episode of Navigating Mindfulness While Building Business. We'll see y'all next week.
1: We will see y'all next week. And then I'm um, I think by then my lovely subscription service will be together as well. So I'm excited to talk to it about, or talk about it next week. We'll go over some different magics. So with that, have an amazing day. Be blessed, take care of yourself and focus on you.